This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to pricepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now one minute on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes Twitter Spaces. Um, a a prequel, if you will, for ahead of uh, ahead of Monday night when we face Sheffield United at home at the start of a championship season, no less. So, what kind of preseason have we had? Well, I think we we know that we're all still waiting. We're all still waiting for more recruits to come in, but there have been some people come in. We spoke about bio uh, when we saw the fixtures have been released and his connection to a certain um, Iranian-French agent who we will, I'm sure, discuss at some point. But we have also recruited uh, Ray Minaj, Ray Manai, who knows, uh, from Barcelona B. Uh, So, he came in and he played against Wheelstone on Saturday. So a little bit more about that in a moment. Um, the, the the one of the absolute oh crikey spectacles, if you will, of the summer of the close season has been the the real big transfer in at the Watford Observer. The Watford Observer that was once stood magnificently in terms of communication to Watford. And I know I'm going back before the internet age here. I am that old. I apologise. But the the incoming of Mr Andrew French has been revelatory. Nothing less. 
absolutely nothing less. You know, here we've now got somebody who's going into the club and asking the questions and getting that dialogue going, you know, all the while. We had been promised, promised maybe a strong word, who knows, um, that the club would try to improve on their communications. Um, and that seems to have happened as well. There was, uh, you know, as our, uh, our, our bright new, uh, <laughs> as, as our bright new manager, Rob Edwards came in, uh, you know, Sam and Jacob got an interview with him. The guys from, from the Rookery End got an interview with him. Um, he spoke to, to The Athletic. And more players have been made more accessible to channels since. Uh, we had a chat with uh, uh, Maduka Okoye, who is a lovely bloke, whether or not he's starting number one or waiting his turn behind Daniel Backman. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we can all have a chat about that, what we think. At the end of the day, if it's uh, if it's Rob's decision, he has to choose who he has to choose. One of the questions we'd asked uh, Maduka was, 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 what's it like to, you know, be competing with somebody day in, day out, but also working with them as part of a team? And it's kind of a unique challenge. So we'll see how he goes. One thing we can say, the guy was absolute top, Top quality, lovely fella, really, really good. Going back to Andrew's uh, information coming out, um, you know, there has been um, a, a report literally over the last uh, 10 to 15 minutes as I was prepared to come in here with regards to Scott Duxbury responding to rumours that Watford had taken out a bank loan. So I'm sure most of this will be in the Watford Observer tomorrow, but some of it is already going up online. He likes to make sure that it goes out in digestible chunks, but it's talking about the Macquarie um, instrument, financial instrument, they call it, whereby some of the monies have been taken early. And he talks through how this is done. They talk about it as though it's um, as though it's a transfer, whereas in actual fact, from what we can see on this at the moment, it's actually with regards to the the, the TV revenue that, that would be incoming from the Premier League, commonly known as the parachute payment. So we'll see where we go with that. Guys, lots of people are going to be doing lots of things, I think, on spaces this season. We are just going to keep doing what we do, which is effectively we will be here after each game, maybe maybe you know, 15 minutes or straight away after an away game on occasions, and maybe half an hour as we all scurry back from Vicarage Road. But we're going to be here to basically keep doing what we've done, which is get your reactions, your thoughts, your opportunity to put your points across. Um I just, I just rant and rave like this whilst everybody comes in. So if anybody has got something they would like to say about this this this, this pre-season or this closed season, I, I forget where pre-season begins and closed season ends. Um, but, you know, it's <laughs> there we are. There we are. Uh, Justin, sir, I think you could, uh, you could be coming in, sir. Justin, are you there? Here we go. Justin, professional DJ, knows his audio is. He's not with us yet. He's not with us yet. OK, we'll see who we can come to. Ah, oh, Mr. James. Mr. James, and then we'll get you in, Sam, in just a second, mate. Lovely to see you there. Um, so, Carl, are you there, sir? How are we? Are we good? I am very well. I am very well indeed. Now, there is there is some information that I do have to disclose to people. And those people in the rookery end uh, may, <laughs> may, may want to look away now. I, 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 I attended the uh, the Wheelstone game and uh, and for a, a good, a good. Well, I say good, very loud. Forty five minutes stood uh, so very close to, to Mr. Carl James, who is this season relocating into the rookery, are you not? 
I am. I am indeed. Looking forward to it as well. Yeah. I've been um, banned. No, I haven't been banned. I've been asked to remove myself from the family stand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not by me. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not by you. Not this time. Um, no, but uh, yeah, looking forward to it. A uh, bit of a change for, for me. Um, you know, I, I look over there and I see them all bouncing around and I thought, well, I'm nearly 40. Um, I can still just about do it. it, it it's time to move. That seems reasonable. That seems reasonable. <laughs> I mean, what did you, what did you make of? Um, and uh, actually, let's just let's, let's get Sam in because Sam's requested to come in. Mr. Sam Uko, form, formerly mentioned uh, of WD eighteen fame, uh, and otherwise, Sam, you can come off uh, come off of mute, sir, and join us in, join in with us. Even sorry, the English language and I seem to be very distant relations today. What what <laughs> did you guys make of? The, the first game that we all got to go and see, which was at Wheelstone on Saturday, against a pretty strong Southampton outfit, um, notwithstanding everybody who's in or not in the squad yet, what did we think about the principal difference of seeing, oh, I don't know, a Rob Edwards team versus, oh, let me think, a Roy Hodgson team? Uh, I'll, go, I'll jump on that one first. Yeah, um, Worlds apart, really, there was you know it's only a friendly, and we can only take so much out of that. But I, I personally, there was a bit of want, desire, those things that we've missed for so long. the The opportunity to go and see the boys has obviously been limited, um, so it's still very new to us, formation wise, and who's going to be playing where, as you just said. But the you know the guy. Um, the guy comes across really well. I think he he really wants to make a difference at the club. So yeah, so it's um, it, it's a good feeling. It's 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 nice to be in a position where we're going into a into a championship season now um, with hopefully a little bit of promise. Um, whereas you know coming in from it and, or ending it last season, I, I was dreading it right at the end. I've got got to be honest, but um, yeah, feel a lot better and a lot more optimistic for this season. Sam, sir. Can you come off uh, come off mute if you press your mic? I, I hope you're well. Last time we spoke, I think you were cautiously optimistic about transfers. But how did you feel after Saturday at uh, at Wheelstone? First of all, it, it was a great day out. Um, it, it was good to be sort of you know back at the football with mates, um, and it was really good to see players interacting uh, with the fans as well. Um, as I said, um, I've said a couple of times now. I think there's a way of sort of balancing between being concerned uh, for the short term and being prepared to be patient for the long term. I'm happy with the way that certain players have departed. Kiko Femini and Adam Messina, for example, uh -huh. I think their times are up. Um, but at the same time, uh, I feel like we perhaps don't have the adequate replacements for certain areas of the pitch, um, which, which I think probably need to be rectified before the, before the window shuts. That's fair enough. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the, the one thing that came over, and I'm not trying to dwell on a negative at all, was, I mean, I described it as Rob Edwards making a, a silk purse of a team out of a bit of a sow's ear of a, of a squad, simply because we had, the, and I really, I'm not so worried about the, the, the centre-backs, although a left-sided centre-back, who knows, rumoured might be coming in shortly, we'll wait and see. Um, but but my, my, my real issue was seeing Kamara on the on, on the left-hand side uh, of a wing-backs playing inverted wing-backs. Uh, it's probably less frowned upon if it's on the other side. Uh, you know, typically something like Philip Lahm has played that kind of role, going back again to the dawn of time. Um, but but seeing Kamara seemed a little bit seemed a little bit weighted out there and we seemed a little bit ill-balanced in that respect. But if we can make 
one or two, you know, adjustments as we go through what's now going to be the opening stages of the season. I think I think there's uh, there's there's certainly hope in there, and with a couple of judicious uh, additions, I think we might have something to look forward to in the championship. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, no, d- d- definitely. Um, I-, I just wanted to say actually, quick, point, Fire away, mate. Um, just based on what you said at the top of uh-huh. the show that. I think going into this season, I think this is probably the strongest sort of, in terms of content value, the strongest group of sort of Watford groups that we have at the moment, we've ever had, if that makes sense. Um, obviously, I'm not too sure um, in terms of, uh, you know, uh, perhaps in, in the 80s and the 90s, but, you know, I see Andrew French in here now and Adam Leventhal as well. We have content coming from them. We have... Us guys at WD18, you guys uh, straight after with your match reactions, the guys at Voices of the Vic and, and, and so many more as well. So so I think it's a really exciting season for, in terms of content for Watford fans to enjoy. And, and that's personally what I'm most excited about for this season. Fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Justin, are you able to, uh, to, to speak or should we just give on you, up on you for the evening? I think we'll give him up on the, for, for the evening. Let's, let's turn our, our gaze Buckinghamshire way. To, uh, to, to Mr. Greg Theaker, Wendover Horn. Hello, Greg. How are you, sir? Hello, mate. And Ron, we'll be coming to you shortly. You know that. And uh, and Classic as well will be coming to you. So, Greg, you've seen some of the news. Gaspar's come in. He uh, he looks he looks by by uh, you know kind of reading back up. He he sounds to me like a like a Nigel Gibbs for the uh, for, for the twenty twenties. Um, but, but certainly he's coming in for for Kiko, who's gone the other way. Is there anybody that, uh, that that you like the look of either coming in or somebody who's joined or what? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I feel absolutely bloody brilliant about this coming season. I feel so positive. Well, I'm always positive, aren't I? But I feel super positive, and I want us all to get together and be positive and be happy and not moan and not be negative because the ball hasn't been kicked yet. And I, I, um, I just want to be. I think it's brilliant. I think the squad's coming together. In the last five minutes, I've seen that Ethan Laird is in discussions with us, the young Manchester United uh, right wing back for a season's loan. Who, t- so you'll, you'll need to repeat that because, like, if anybody's like me, they just did a double take and went, "Who, who, who? Who's coming in?" Ethan Laird. Ethan Laird. He sounds like a character from a Mission Impossible film or something like that. I think Bournemouth may have had him on loan last season. I, I, I was just going to say that. I'm sure he's at Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've just read. I just, I've just read that he's in discussions with us over a season's loan. So that 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 will be great because you've got the experience of Casper, and then you've got you know the the young lad, legs of, of Laird. Uh, if if that happens. Um, I've also, you know, had a little bit of, yeah, yeah. We we all uh, read Lou Horns's uh, bits and bobs, don't we? Lou is very complimentary of, of Gaspar. Um, he said he's a definite upgrade on Kiko. So he, his words are actually potentially too good for this division. So that sounds good, doesn't it? I think I think with the lad Laird being added, it frees up Gaspar to. Play, potentially play potentially. I'm not saying this is anything there today. To play the right-sided centre back. Um, one of the things that I've mentioned before. Sorry, going back to the dawn of time, but I mentioned it on. Ron will get you uh, in in a second. Justin, I think I think you'll be coming in very shortly. Um, and, and Josh and guys, please wait with us. We'll, we'll we'll come to you. But back in '96, which was probably the best known 
um, uh, well, the best known for me at least, um, time when somebody played a 3-4-1-2, the stated ambition of the squad for Rob Edwards was the 3-4-1-2, and Terry Venables played that. Um, that particular shape. And at the back, he played Tony Adams, who was a classic centre-back in the middle. And either side of him, he played Gary Neville and he played Stuart Pearce, players who were traditionally right-back and left-back because in that shape, the danger is when the opposition put the ball in behind the wing-backs. And you want to make sure that if one of those centre-backs gets pulled out, he's comfortable and can deal with it on his on his correct foot. So, yeah, as we say, maybe that left-back uh, that left centre-back well, might be good to have. I, I directly asked Lou that question. Do you think he's kept coming in to play right wing back or or, or right side of yeah. a three? And he, and he said he's never played right oh. side of, of, of a three at the back before. So he presumes it's 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 coming as as a right wing back. It'd be interesting because the all of the stuff that I read up on him on Villarreal described him as being somebody who who rarely, apart from Spain, where he had he got two goals out of three international caps, one which was uh, which was an oh, absolute well, yeah, dude. Yeah, an absolute dude. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would, would be uh, would be he was better known for basically positional sense and doing the uh, you know the, the 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 mucky stuff in his own in his own half yeah. and going up against wingers and doing doing a good job of it. Uh, no, oh well, there you go. That that's. I, th- I, th- I think, um, Pete, they're obviously looking for, for a poacher. They've got the two big target men and they're looking for a poacher. And we've got to be patient. Um, they're going to come from the Premier League, you would have hoped, you would have thought, on, on a loan. And the likes of Stevie, Stevie G isn't sort of thinking, well, I, you know, what for they're desperate for a decision. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to decide on my 25 right now. He's not going to do that. In real- He's going to leave it. To, he's going to leave it to the last possible moment. In relation to Cameron Archer, so, I think. Maybe Archer. Perhaps uh, Davis. Maybe, maybe Bulligan at Arsenal. Um, who Martin Keogh describes as the nearest thing he's ever seen to an Ian Wright slash Andy Cole. He's a possibility. Um, and, and we have got a, a renewed relationship with Arsenal, haven't we? So. By taking Eddie's lad on, so I, I feel really good about things. Really, really good about things. I think we've got a good, vibrant young coach, and I know Ed's coming in. A, uh, Uncle Ron's coming in a minute. So, Ron, you're going to be positive. I hope. Please, please, please. Ron, Ron will be as he wishes to be. Don't forget, everybody. <laughs> this, this, we like this to be the home of whatever opinion you want to say. And I appreciate there will be people on social media who will go, who will you know, quite reasonably say, no, I don't want to hear that. I'm going to block that person. I get that. This is an old fashioned phone in. You can come in and say what you want. Just respect people's opinion. You can, you can quite happily yeah, go, I, do. I don't agree with it. I mean, yes, um, you know, there you are always being positive, Greg. And you're as, you're as a regular on the Sunday service with the, uh, with Uncle Ron yeah. and Ed, as anybody. Speaking what, of which, let, let's get let's get the man on from, from come on from Florida. He is uh, he is basically I, I believe I believe it was happy birthday yesterday. Yeah. Uncle Ron. Yes, the big seventy six. Yes, the big seventy. Oh, you're not getting another squad number. No. For anybody who doesn't know, we've got the website <laughs> up now. Do not scratch your eyes. Com. We've got squad members uh, coming at us from all places. You can come in and claim your number. Just give us the squad name, give us a squad number, and give us the silly reason that we can then put down around it. But some people, some people like Greg and like Uncle Ron, 
got their got their numbers because uh, everybody thinks that uh, that Uncle Ron's seventy five. Where well, well, he's not anymore. He's now seventy six, but he's going to stick with seventy five anyway. Uncle, what did your mother in law buy you? Uh, she sent me some donuts, actually. Oh, nice. Nice. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uncle Ron's mother-in-law has not yet made the squad, but it's simply a matter of time. Ron, Ron, <laughs> what would you like to say, sir? This is your this is your couple of minutes to to say how, whatever you wish at this moment in time. Well, everything I said since June has come true. That um, Watford would be spending the whole summer trying to sell Sarah and Dennis and. They seem to have failed at that and then scrabbling around at the last minute to bring in players. It's, it's very disappointing. You know, Greg said patience. He said that since June. And <laughs> now here we are. It's nearly August and the left-sided centre-half, this mysterious man. It's like Zorro, isn't he? Or um, <laughs> what do you think? And it comes bounding in on, his, on the black horse. Right, sorry. <laughs> there, there's one for the teenagers, everybody. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, uh, the, the, the right back, the mysterious right back, his companion. Who was Zorro's companion? I don't know. Did he have a Larry Grayson? <laughs> no, no. Zorro didn't have a companion. I'm pretty right. sure he didn't have a companion. He had a horse because it's very hard to ride. A... No, let's not go there. Anyway, no. so. So, you're, yeah, no, you're, you're not wrong. We've still got Saar here. We have still got Dennis here, obviously. And there was a piece by by Adam on the uh, uh, Adam Levinsar on The Athletic stating that, you know, there's still lots, as we would expect, lots of um, lots of cogs whirring and lots of you know, kind of uh, machines going away trying to get Mr. Dennis to move. Obviously, his people will be doing that. But in fairness, he turned up on on uh, on Saturday and he, he, he put in a shift. For a preseason friendly, would you like to keep Dennis and Saar, or would you like us to move them out? And as per Scott Duxbury's uh, piece with 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 Andrew French in the Watford Observer today, spend that money on somebody else. What are your thoughts, Uncle? And then no, we we'll go. Like then Josh will be coming to you, sir. No, I'd very much like them to stay, and I wish that they hadn't spent um, the five million that they did on bio, and they'd spent that. On, on on a defender, but you know, there's the ongoing refusal to spend on defenders, and until they actually do, it it never happens. So I'm waiting until they spend. It never happens. That's <laughs> that's that's kind of, that kind of works and really doesn't all in one. Well done, sir. Well done. Well, look, happy birthday, sir. Good to good to good to see you. Good to have a season kicking off. Uh, as a quick question, obviously, we will be uh, live shortly after the game on Sheffield United to take everybody's thoughts around what is still just going to be the first game of the season. We had a podcast with the guys called uh, Red Half of Sheffield. You may have caught it. If not, it's available on the, on the pod. Um, and these were two guys. One was from North Carolina. One was from California. So they were from your sunny side of the world and they had your sunny disposition, Uncle. Um, but they support... They support what, what one of them insisted on calling the Blades all the time. We're going to Sheffield United. It's not the Blades. Stop calling by the nickname. But hey, that's just us. So we had that review with them. And I think they, they, they aren't that happy. They've only had one signing. And when we, when, we, uh, when we spoke to them, they have actually signed a forward since. So they've only had two signings as well, other than loans. So we will see how it goes. But I think Sheffield United are going to be pretty strong there this season, personally. 
Right, Uncle, thank you for that, sir. Josh, you Peter, are... Peter, can you hear me now? I can hear you. You are here, finally. Hello. Right, so I'm using a completely different account, because it looks like if I use my account and I'm recording our space at the t- same time, I kind of it's, blank myself. It's classic TV adverts. It's exactly what it is, yeah. It's classic <laughs> British TV adverts, yeah. One of my other accounts that I this occasionally run. everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello. Are you having a lovely evening? Thank you for joining us once again. It's always lovely to have you listening in. Everybody looking forward to the season? I've just heard Uncle Ron. He sounds... He was laughing at one point, so he must be happy. He chipper. must be happy. He yeah, he's chipper. chipper. He's pretty I chipper, like isn't it. he? Yeah. He was, he was chipper. Greg played the, uh, played the mother-in-law, mother-in-law card quite early, and then he said, <laughs> ha- quite happily, Donuts. I mean, that's yeah, nice. I did you, see that's that. That's all yeah. going to make you happy. Exactly. Donuts and a lack of a mother-in-law. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so here I am now. Sorry, I'm late to the party, but I was uh, experiencing technical difficulties. But I'm here now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, let's let's turn to to Josh as ever, guys. If anybody wants to request to come on, uh, bottom left of your phone, there should be a little request button. Uh, if you hit that, we'll see that you might want to come on and say anything. Say whatever you like. Can be good, can be bad, can be anywhere in between. Can just be saying hello to everybody. Not a problem. Josh, sir, what would you like to come on and say? Well, cheers for getting me on. First of all, Hope no problem, mate. Good. We're, good. We're uh, very good. Just, yeah, I just wanted to say I'm really looking forward to the season. Just the championship, getting to see us score some goals, win some games at home, hopefully. Um, in this first little bit, particularly looking forward to Birmingham away. The first time I'll get to see Troy playing for someone else. Be a bit awkward, but that should be some good fun. And also, just just touching on Kiko quickly. Um, I, I know there's been uh-huh. some some like sentiment about him leaving, but I don't think it's I don't think it's been just enough. Like I, th- I think we should be. Uh, saluting him a bit more, like f- for every two to three pots, so like shockers. We do, we do find the gem, and I think getting Kiko on a free was ha- has been a gem. Like I think we're going to really miss him on the right hand side. Some of those crosses into the box, like you look at this season, Newcastle away for Zhao's goal, like Arsenal that Kucho bicycle kick wouldn't have happened without Kiko's beautiful crosses. So I think we're just going to really miss him. So I think he, he will be a big miss. I'm just a Say he's done really well for the past five years. Great Josh, business. Tremendous stuff, absolutely. And if you think about it, it's it just played, me that played... found Josh's voice very comforting. <laughs> I was <laughs> very comforted there, Josh. Thank you, for that. <laughs> Thank you, Carl, <laughs> for, that, for that for that moment of awkwardness. Um, but but Kiko Kiko has played a huge part in what has been you know our our, our second longest extended stay yeah. in the top flight. You yeah, know. Like, like you look at our past right backs in the Premier League before that, like Alan Neon. Like, come on, like Kiko's done a lot. Kiko's actually been decent. He's nailed down that right hand side for the past couple of years. Was Was Daryl Yamma one of our right backs? Well, Daryl Yamma and Kiko kind of had a bit of a kind of a playoff against each other, and Daryl Yamma was uh, was a fair player. And in fairness, yeah. Kiko yeah. Kiko kind of kind of saw him off. Along with injuries, notwithstanding, because obviously that's where he went in the end. But uh, you know, no, it's a it's a fair play. Also, so, if uh, we look at if we look at that United performance, the four one our last home win, I think that was Kiko's best performance in the Watfordshire, and that just that'll be a nice. It, it, it's it's a nice way to send him off. Like our last home win, his best performance for us. I I I think also with with regards to the championship season when we came up, so, you know, two seasons ago, he and Saar 
kind of gelled so well. And I appreciate it was against inferior opposition than we would have seen in the Premier League. That That's fair enough. But, you know, when we were playing with Ibich and there wasn't that much attacking threat, uh, we had some threat down that right-hand side, as well as, in fairness to Ken Semmer in the early parts of the season, him barreling off down the, down the side as well. And he really did kind of... Uh, he and Saar down that right-hand side really did kind of uh, put the fear of uh, oh, put the fear of God into everybody. I think he was. who are you looking forward to? Who are you looking forward to see in the championship for us this season? Obviously, Kiko now dearly yeah. departed. Who are you looking well, forward to to playing? Well, since he was signed in January, our two January signings um, that stuck around that actually play. I'm not talking about Kalu, but Kamara, our player of the season last year. In, a, in that left wing back spot, so he gets more of a license to attack, or maybe right wing back. Obviously, I prefer him to see, see him on the left, but more license to get forward. And we saw with that city goal that he, he, can, he can actually get contributions going forward. So he, he should be a lot, a, a lot of fun to see. And also, Edo Kiembe, um, who's done really well in pre season, Duxbury said we're, we're getting to see the best of him. Um, I'm not sure how, maybe Giret has been spying on him, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Edo play, hopefully alongside Delhi Bashir and Loser for, for the season, but to start with just Delhi Bashir, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him as well, yeah. Nah, super stuff. I think I think for me on Saturday, KMB was the pick. Um, yeah. There there are a lot of people who say, but he's only got a left foot, but people don't tend to turn around and say he's only got a right foot. Imran Loser's only, Imran yeah. Loser's only got a left foot. Absolutely, it's not what how many feet he's got. It's how many how he how well he yeah. uses it once, once he's got it. He was he was uh, he was doing his kind of pirouetting and turning around and turning away and retaining the ball yeah. and feeding the ball into uh, you know quite often to well especially Craig Cathcart from my memory but uh, other people's memories might differ um, at the left side centre back and kind of trying to keep the ball and looking to try to play. Uh, he, he was very good at winning those like fifty fifties and picking up the loose pass and giving us momentum so I think he, that could be really good in the championship where he's going to have to be that like destroyer in the middle no let's hope so Josh let's hope so Josh that's a great call thank you sir thank you for cheers, coming in cheers Josh cheers Josh tremendous and and, and Carl is, is is slightly moist at the sound of your voice apparently. I am but, you know, incredible yeah. voice I'd, yeah. I'd record that and, he'll, yeah, get to hear, he'll get to hear it next season oh really look at that yeah, well I think it, we should I think we should get you as the new stadium announcer Josh I think that's... <laughs> yeah just a calming influence when yeah, it all goes yeah. pear shaped yeah just brilliant great on Amazon great call <laughs> Kyle we're coming to you but Josh just before you go one of the great things that we had during pre during preseason and a uh, close season, and some of you may have already listened to it, we uh, we had an interview with Tommy Mooney, the one and only. And okay, yeah, I know he's on uh, on on the Hive Live, and uh, and everybody's seen a lot of it. But he gave uh, Justin, Carl, and myself basically all evening on on Zoom. Didn't didn't nothing nothing was to, you know kind of no question was, was was put away. He was a lovely lovely bloke. Tommy Mooney is by far and away the best version of Tommy Mooney you'll ever actually meet, apart from the revolution, the revelation, I should say, that his dad is also called Tommy Mooney. And we worked out immediately, therefore, that there isn't just one Tommy Mooney, there are two. So, Josh, before you go, as uh, as Carl is going to hear it from you uh, for next season, your voice, could we have a rendition of there's only two Tommy Mooneys in that fine baritone? There's only two Tommy Moonies. 
Oh, look at that, everybody. What a fine yeah, singing voice. I've yeah. now well done, I've mate. Now my new and then, and, and then that's, that's Tommy now going to go off from my Tommy text. Tommy Mooney Jr. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Well done, Josh. Josh fair play. Josh, Josh, could you drop us a, t- uh, a DM, sir? I want, I want whatever number you want for your squad number. You've got, you've got to be joining the squad. Sure it's, a, it's, it's got absolutely no monetary value whatsoever, and it's not no, something it's you want to tell anyone it's around. But other than that, it's an excellent thing. It's Josh, a number. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Kyle. Pete. Pete, I oh. thought there were three Tommy Moonies, but one answered as Danny Mills. Uh, this oh, is true. someone listened to the podcast. Oh, on. Uh-huh. Someone listened to the podcast. That was this actually uh, Fazana's question, and she's listening. Hello, Fazana. How are you? It was the question about do you, where was the weirdest place you've been recognised, and he said, well, "I often get uh, mistaken for Danny Mills." Was his answer, wasn't it? So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Question. And at Birmingham, he gets he gets mistaken for Lee Carsley as well, which is you know you can go along and just become. England under-21 manager. Kyle, sir, you have waited so patiently. I'm so sorry to have kept you there. Kyle, how are you? Are you looking forward to the new season? And uh, what would you like to add? Uh, I'm looking forward to the new season incredibly. Good stuff. Um, I just want, I want to come on here. I feel like we have um, we don't mention the youngsters we've got at the club enough. I feel Ooh, good shout, Tom. Tom Delhi, I think, is one of the great footballers we have at the club, and I think in the championship of the season, he's going to be an absolute beast in that midfield. I feel like he's going to run stuff. He's going to do stuff for us, create chances defensively. A rock. I just feel like he's really yeah, it's good. a great call. It's a great call. He was unlucky at Reading. I felt I thought because he, he was having a good run of games and uh, he, he picked up that injury. But yeah, no, I I, I rate him. I think um, I think if he can start start strong. He could be the pick this season. Yeah, I think the only problem we've got with the squad at the moment is we don't have that centre-back that I think is... We need another centre-back that's really, really quick to just make that make that back three that we're going to have that side, that side a little bit quicker and a bit more solid. No, that's fair enough. I think... I think uh, if we can fill, as Greg mentioned earlier on, the lad from uh, Laird, the lad from uh, Manchester yep. United as, as a wing back option, that would be good. We need some, we need some pace, and more than anything, we need Kamara to be released to go back over the left side and have Sema compete with him. Um, you know, Sema, Sema looked okay, you know, on uh, on Saturday, and I, I mentioned earlier on in the Championship, I thought he was um, for me, he was one of the picks in that first period of the season under Rivich because there were times when there really wasn't, you know, nobody was in, nobody seemed to be encouraged to go forward at any point. Um, and he would just get it and just kind of, as I say, just barrel charge down there. Tom Deli Bashiro was, uh, was, uh, was, was pretty good next to KMB. I think KMB was, was eye catching on Saturday, but he picked it up and did some, did some nice kind of, um, efficient or economic don't sound like glamorous words but in the middle you know in that engine room in the center sometimes that's what you need to be um and there were a few times when the ball would be spilling to him and he'd be picking out the wing backs you know really quite really quite handily i really hope uh, hope he goes well are there any young uh, any other young players have you been able to see anything of Shaq Ford as yet uh yeah i've uh, i see him a lot uh, i like him the only other one is uh, Hongbo who was, he went out on loan last season and I'm I'm a big Scottish Premier League fan. I really I've really liked watching him play. I thought he did a lot for the for obviously the uh, ro- ro- I think it was Ross County. 
I think he, I think he'll be. I think he, he's a good asset to have at the club. Um, Ash Asprilla is that his? Is, is, I don't know how to pronounce it properly, but I, th- I think you can call it however you like. But typically, I think it's Aspria. The double L equals a Y yeah. in Spanish, so Aspria. Oh, okay, yeah, I think he's a good player as well. I think he'll be good for us. I think right now it looks like we've got a good young squad that are capable of doing things in the championship for us. Yeah, I think I think Hung, I think Hungbo's issue, and it'd be anybody who's got any opinion on all of this, please don't sit there and listen to me talk nonsense. Say what you're talking about. Come on and tell us. Um, but Hungbo's possible position is a problem is in a three-four-one-two where there aren't necessarily out-and-out wingers. You can see him playing in in the hole behind the front two, but you know at the moment you've got Yao Pedro there who can kind of sit deeper and offer a bit more physicality. Do we offer him as a wing back? He played right wing back against uh, uh, for parts of the game against Panathinaikos again on the right, which kind of just feels a little bit odd. But there you go. Uh, but no, that's all great stuff. And we know that Rob Edwards likes to you know, wants to use young players. He is a development coach, as is uh, you know uh, Richie Carl, his, uh, his 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 assistant. You know, they were both development coaches in the England setup. They've both been development coaches at under twenty three setups in in Wolves, etc. And we've seen what they did for somebody like Kane Wilson at Forest Green Rovers, who was you know doing okay but not pulling up trees, to suddenly getting his move to uh, Championship uh, Championship team. Uh, unfortunately, not us, but there we go. Kyle, great call, sir. Thank you ever so much for all of that. Now we are turning to. Thanks for having me on. No, mate, absolute delight. Please come back again. Great, great, great first call there. Thank you very much. As we go through the season, everybody, we have we have people who come back as regulars and it's great to hear them in terms of what. And one of our regulars, one of our regulars, squad number 69, is Chip Shot Terry. Hey, uh, Terry. Terry is here. Terry. Terry, who introduced the concept that there could be such a thing as a wrong chip shot. Terry, how are you, sir? Oh, where's he gone? Where's he gone? He's not here. He's disappeared. Oh, I'm all fingers and thumbs. Terry, you can come off mute, sir. You should be able to come in. I can't see him oh, in the yeah. list anymore. There, Sorry, he is. there he is. We were giving you all the all the big was. up about the chip shops and everything. Absolutely pissed on and his then... parade there. But thank you very much. Always. Yes. Always. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? How's your, how's your summer been? Are you looking forward to Monday? All of the above. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, holidays going well. We're off to Cornwall on Sunday, so that'll be pleasant. Um, I think we're in for an exciting season, aren't we? That uh, That's the bottom line. Um, Rob Edwards is hopefully going to... He's, he's everything we ask for, first and foremost. And um, he's, he's exactly what we need. Uh, young, hungry English managers, what we all want. If that doesn't work, then obviously we're doomed. Um, we'll get another pension out. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, any man that makes me question my sexuality has got to be a good man. So, um, he's definitely he's, he's definitely what we need, I think. Really? I mean, this, this, is, this, is, this is becoming uh, very, very, very metropolitan in terms of uh, <laughs> kind of uh, Mark Cole's very, 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 well, very intrigued, I would suggest, by Josh's voice. And you're saying that uh, that you're feeling a man towards Rob Edwards. Already. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. We've all got a bit fruity, this this Twitter space, hasn't it? Um, the season hasn't even kicked <laughs> off, everybody, and Terry's here already. No, I, honestly, I think he's great. I, I think, you know, everything he's done so far, I think there's sort of 
there's bits and bobs where you can sign the seat. You can kind of see like inklings of Graham Taylor in like his personality and how much he loves the game. And he wants to involve the fans, which is what we all want and all need after the last few years. Um, also, the Dan Goslin um, interview. I don't know if you guys have done a podcast or a Twitter space on that yet, but that was quite a fascinating read. I think it just <clears throat> made us all aware of what we sort of probably already knew. Um, but it was nice to hear it from a player's um, perspective to realise you know, players like Tufan and that, they really didn't give a rat's arse. Um, whereas Goslin, although his football ability is not as great as some of us would like it, um, his desire to play, and when he does play, give 110% is there. Um, so that, yeah, that was I, a good we have we have we haven't had a chance to uh, to, to catch up with uh, with Andrew uh, Andrew French who, uh, who who published that in the Watford Observer. Yes. We mentioned earlier on, and Sam was quite right. Sam Uko came on and said, "Look, look at the amount of content stuff that's coming out about Watford this season." I mean, it was silly for a Premiership club, let alone a Championship club. But hey ho, let's let's all embrace the silly. Absolutely. For after yeah. after last season, what else are you going to do? I... Um, it, it doesn't all have to be positive. It doesn't all have to be negative. But if you can have a good time whilst supporting your club, why the hell wouldn't you? Absolutely. Um, it, yeah. In terms of Dan Gosling coming out and saying all of this you know, stuff, it was absolutely, uh, uh, it was cathartic. I think we needed to hear it. Yes. I think, I yeah. think whilst a lot of people came back out and said, well, that didn't really tell us anything we didn't know because you could see it. Hearing somebody from in the camp going, Oh, my God. And he wasn't just kind of um, cleaning house or moaning or just complaining because he, he kind of spoke very openly and said, well, no, I didn't move. I've just moved my family up. I can't do that. I've got, yeah. You know, he was yeah. very honest. And in some ways, I mean, some people said, you know, they read halfway through and thought, well, he's never going to play for the club. And then got to the end of the article and went, well, I, I think he's going to be captain. <laughs> yeah, um, no. yeah I, I was one of those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, a, absolutely. I mean, it was an absolute roller coaster of a read, let alone a ride going through that season. Yeah, um, I think somebody asked Andrew after he tweeted that and said, you know, was anybody there representing um, Watford and to make sure that Dan, what was said by Dan wasn't sort of too severe? And, and, and Andrew said, yeah, they were. So I, I would imagine by them allowing someone to be there and them allowing that to be um, published that, you know, somebody at the, in the hierarchy has realized this, what he's saying is factual and correct. Um, so hopefully that's, you know, that's, that's a real positive. Um, mm. They're allowing a footballer to come out and say those things. I mean, I can't imagine two fans agents very impressed. Um <laughs> You know, um... I don't know. He probably gets paid by the donut. He's probably happy. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I mean, he, he came out and, and said it how it was. We spoke earlier on about the club's commitment, stated commitment. And I know we can go back to the supporters committee and all of that stuff because that was supposedly part of it. It was yeah. badly handled. This this particular podcast has been nothing if not, uh, if not furious in its condemnation of some of the PR disasters that have gone on you know, before. However, however... Credit where credit is due. Uh, the feel-good factor that came out of the Elton John concerts, the Merwell's yes. murals that have, that have gone on. Um, and, and I think, you know, it, it, I think we have to say the, the best comedic moment that we've seen, an excellent piece of communication, which was obviously the release of uh, the Blue Butterfly pictures by 
technical director Cristiano Gareta last <laughs> Sunday nice, yeah. <laughs> was was quite astonishing. It really was. Um, it's what it's one of those things. At the end, I mean, lots of people said he should be sacked. He should be sacked. Look, somebody's going to do something stupid on an iPhone. I'm probably sure I would do so as well. Um, yeah. I don't want him. To, I don't want him sacked because he's put an inappropriate photograph. I want him sacked because of his his, his hiring uh, history. Personally, I don't, yeah, think, I don't think I don't think the job he's doing is particularly good. But in the meantime, and back to the blue butterflies, everybody. Obviously, obviously, Justin and I and Carl were like tweeting, like, you know, kind of backwards and forwards going, oh, my God, what's happened? Like everybody, I'm sure. And I and I woke up on the Monday morning and uh, and thought, I know what I need to do. And I got up and photoshopped a uh, uh, photoshopped a, 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 a blue kit. Well, a principally blue kit, but with a white body on which were resplendent lots and lots of butterflies. And we put it out on on <laughs> on Twitter because. Let's face it, do not scratch your eyes. It's as much about this whole social media stuff as it is about podcasting. Uh, we, we put on there saying, no idea where the inspiration for the new Away Kit came from. And we got it right. The new Away Kit is blue. What can I say? What a, what a miracle. Well, what did you, it is a what did you think of Juretta? <laughs> what, what did you think of, uh, uh, of Juretta's issue? What do you think of the kit? And, uh, and do you think we really should have butterflies on it? Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Ashley Blaker, and I'm hosting a new season of the comedy panel show, Never Write Off the Germans, in partnership with my diesel claim. Join me and my esteemed comedy guests as we discuss all that's ridiculous with the greatest show on earth this winter in a host nation with domestic football equivalent to the Isthmian League South. We'll guide you through the tournament covering everything that's funny with the countries taking part. Whether you're a diehard fan... Or an occasional bandwagon jumper just supporting your home nation until they're embarrassingly knocked out by Iran. Listen on the Sports Social Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. But remember, never write off the Germans. Who, myself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the new kit. I think we've had some really handsome kits the last few years. Um, yeah, the butterflies is a bit of a weird one. I mean, yeah. Maybe we were just moving into those times. They might put the butterflies on the female kit. You never know yet. Uh, um, it is. It is no, what I, it I, is. I think, um, I think we, we've got some really nice kits. I just wanted to know your thoughts on um, on on uh, Pedro. Because for me, it's he really needs to establish himself this season if he gets the opportunity. Because we've had him a couple of years now. And he's obviously, mm. he's obviously got some real sort of promising um, attributes to his game. But what do you guys think about... Pedro, if I can jump in there, Pete. Yeah, I, I've, I've I've struggled with Pedro for well well over a season now, and on what his best position is, and, and yeah. where he where he really sits in that squad. And I, and I think you're you're smack on the money for this season. He's got to turn up with the goods. I think there's a little bit of pressure on him, um, certainly from the fan base, to actually turn up and do so. Now I know he's I know he, he's not really had any bad games for us as such, but I think there's going to be a little bit of extra added pressure on his shoulders to to go and do something this season and, and really show what he's about because he hasn't really hit the heights that we were kind of expecting of him. And I know we've we've been in the positions that we've been in, but yeah, I think you're smack on the money there with regards to to he needs to he needs to do something this season. Yeah. I think I think we're forgetting he's twenty one years old or not even quite twenty one years old yet. Although he's been with us for what this would be his third season now, would it? Or possibly his fourth season. He's been with us. I can't remember, but he's he's still really young. I think he is. Yeah, but I, I just want him to get hold of a game now and mm-hmm. again. 
and, that, yeah. and that's why I don't. That's why I don't see from him enough. I think for me, I, I think this will quality, be his season. Hasn't this, he? It, yeah, yeah. He has got quality, and I think this will be his season. Actually, I think he was showing flashes of it uh, last season in the Premier League. I think you know this could be the one where he breaks through this season. Yeah, yeah I do hope so. I think he's got. You know, he's a typical sort of Brazilian. He's really clever with the ball. He's strong, uh, well, a lot stronger now than he was when we first sort of got him. Um, I just want to see him do well because I think he could be massive for us. And obviously, go, dropping down a league, hopefully that will allow him to get some really good game time as long as obviously he's training correctly and, and Rob's seeing everything that he needs to. But I'm, well, I'm really pleased to stand out player this year. Hopefully, he's also going to be playing with other players that look interested this season. I think that a lot of it was no one shone last year because no one was really interested. I think if he's got a team that are actually going to sort of look as if they want to go forward and score goals and pass to him and, you know, create chances for him, that's going to be a whole different ball game to last year where no one really looks as if they really cared, to be honest. So I think a lot of it's been to do the team he's playing in as well as him himself. Yeah. I know there was. Watching highlights of being at a couple of games last year, there was always like a bit of bit of grief between him and Dennis. I don't know if that was ever a they had a bit of a tear up on the on the training ground, but there there was always seen that sort of anger towards each other sometimes. Um, did, anyone, did seem that, yeah. Hopefully that's been uh, ironed out if that was the case. Again, I don't think it had the best uh, pastoral care last year either in terms of the management. And hopefully that's something that Rob Edwards will sort out. He'll be more of a, a leader and less of a sort of a, you know, because those guys that came in, Ranieri and Odgson, they weren't managers. They were just there to make sure that everybody turned up on time, basically. Yeah. They, they, I don't think they gave a monkeys. I think we've now got someone who actually will probably have a little bit of care towards the players, try and sort out these little beefs if there are any. Um, I mean, that's my feeling anyway. I hope I'm right. Yeah, Gosling said in his um, in his interview that uh, Rob's more hands-on, so rather than trying to make the team better, he also wants to make the individual better as well, doesn't he? So Absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly what you want to read. I, I think we're going to have a good season, man, I do. I, I think... I think I think for, for for my money on on Pedro there, Terry, just to kind of round round things up. But uh, uh, then, then uh, Gary will be coming to you very shortly, sir. There, there's a couple of things for me. Is he's very young. The manager we had when we signed him, or head coach before he was a, was Javi Gracia. Yeah. He now Javi Gracia didn't get to when we actually brought him over. That was Kike Sanchez Flores, and then we went on to Cisco, and then we went on to. Uh, uh, he's gone through a myriad of managers, which as a, 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 a player developing isn't necessarily helpful. He hasn't, exactly as, uh, as as Carl said there, he hasn't really nailed down a position. But then again, the formation has fluctuated every three months, every four months. You know, we were, you know, do, do, doing various different things. And the voice who's telling him what and how to play whichever position he hasn't narrowed down in whichever formation is inconsistent hasn't happened so I think that consistent manager and a consistent formation and applying himself to a position will really help there's one other thing about him because he's got all the all the technique in the world but there is a difference between technique and skill technique is being able to do something with the ball skill is knowing whether you should in and of that moment it's what basically quantifies decision making and with Yao too often he takes too many touches and he doesn't see and play the simple pass and use his teammates and then manoeuvre back into position. I would be 
I, I would be very surprised if that or other elements Rob Edwards and Richie Kyle won't be seeing and working on in his exact position as he's going forward. Um, he was, I thought he was very, very good against Panathinaikos, uh, probably the most likely to get a goal. Um, when, when we saw him on the on the stream, if anybody saw that. And I thought he looked pretty good on Saturday. Um, again, strong as an ox, really able to come through, but possibly taking those one or two extra touches too, too many on some occasions. It'll be interesting to see what what what, what goes with there. Um, earlier on, somebody mentioned Espria. He came on for the second half against Wheelstone and he had probably, he, he looks like somebody who's playing, you know, about eight years above his age. He had four or five touches that were absolutely sublime. You know, the the lack of creativity uh, that, we've, that we've seen on some occasions, that boy can play. If we can put the right people around him and give him the ball, he's one of those players who, in, in you know, <laughs> in, in kids' football parlance, was he can play a bit, give him the ball and see what he can do. So hopefully it's, uh, hopefully it's good to see. Terry, sir, thank you. Please come back to us during the season. Your squad... Squad number 69 there, Terry. Thank you, Thank sir. you, boys. Uh, All the best. See you soon. Let's go, go Terry. To, let's go to Gary. Um, and I think we'll probably start to kind of wind it up towards the bottom of the hour. Unless if anybody's got anything that they want to come in and say, please hit the uh, the mic or the request button down the bottom. And feel free, come on and say whatever whatever you would like. Um, Andrew, Adam, we see, we see you there. If you want to come on and say something, please do. Gary, sir, how are you since last season? Have you had a good close season? Yeah, it's been pretty good. Can you hear me okay? Yes, we good, can good, indeed. Good. We can indeed. Are, are you looking forward to it? I am looking forward to it. And uh, thanks for stealing a lot of my thunder, what I was going to say about Jao Pedro. But I completely agree with the last call. I think it was Terry. He needs to push on. But let's be honest. Look at who was coaching him. Grandad yep. Ranieri and that absolute tosser Roy Hodgson. How do we expect him to play when you've got Grandad and Great Grandad coaching him? Do you know what I mean? Oh, G- Gary, Gary, Gary. Well done, Gary. Gary. Please, everybody. Gary, Gary has been, he basically trademarked the word, the, the word tosser for on Roy this Hodgson. particular Twitter space. For Roy Hodgson. But I, I'll be honest with you. I think you own, I think you own it. You can also apply it to other, other managers should you wish, but definitely for Roy Hodgson. Yeah. Go on, Gary. Carry I mean, on. you know you say? He's 21 years old and he gets those two coaching him. Like, really? But I think having a young manager that's more sort of his age-ish, compared to the last two, yeah. I think it's no, be brilliant for him. I'm really excited to look at Espria, that young lad, because he looked, as you mm. say, way, way above his years. It'd be good to see if he can cope <coughs> with the championship. Um, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing Craig Cathcart and Christian Cabaselli at the back, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I, I can hear the sarcasm yeah. from here. There was no, yeah. I was going to say there's none there. Can I can I get your opinion on the on the goalkeeping situation? Just what you think, what you make of Backman being announced as as number one for next season? Are you are you happy with that or not? One mistake and he'll be out. Mm. I think he's. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. he's been. I think he's been said you're going to be the number one to perhaps satisfy him a little bit. Um, but I think it'll be one one mistake, and that'll be okay. We'll give the other guy a chance now. I mean, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about the guy that we signed, Akoye. Akoye. I know nothing. Akoye. Yeah, I know nothing yeah. about him. Um, he's uh, well. I can tell you now. He's a lovely bloke. Yeah, I did he listen is, to uh, the podcast. As, as a, yeah, yeah, I listened to. Oh, smashing! Yeah, lovely. But as a, he, he is a shot stopper. 
Mm. You know, he is. He mentioned on there that he likes one on ones, and if you go through any show reel, he's a barrier. He's one, you know, and I, I think I vaguely referenced kind of David James at one point. In as much as he's able to do some things that you just think that that's just ridiculous. Is is he used to the balls coming, you know, being hoyed into the box from uh, from from the wide areas as it sometimes does in the championship, and as Backman struggled with two seasons ago, let alone last season. Um, that's just not the football that they tend to play in the Eredivisie. They tend to kind of play it on the deck and through the centre. And that's why he's used to facing kind of a lot of one-on-ones. When he does those, he tends to block it. He doesn't tend to hold it in those situations. But in fairness, making the stops he makes in those situations is incredible. So it's nitpicking to say he didn't hold it when he's kind of, you know, made some kind of six-foot-six extended lunge of a save. Um so I think it'll be interesting. The one or the two words I would use to you in terms of in, in potential, and I appreciate only people of a certain age will get this. The word or the words, Eric Steele. Back in the 80s, um, we'd come up through from the fourth division, through the third division, up into the second division. And Graham Taylor decided, as we haven't really started off particularly well, he needed to bring in a number of players. And he brought in some some absolute bloody legends uh, quite earlier on, people like Wilf Rostron, although he converted to a left-back. The player he signed from Brighton was a, was a goalkeeper called Eric Steele, now probably better known as a Man United and Aston Villa and various other teams as their goalkeeper coach. He came in and he played for about six months to seven months from memory. And then Steve Sherwood got the place back. And and Graham Taylor said, basically, you know, what I did with that signing of Eric Steele was I kind of gave the resolve and the backbone for Steve Sherwood to come through and fight against someone. If Akoya comes in and does that and Backman rises to it, fine, fine. If he doesn't, then I think we've got somebody who's good enough to step in. I don't think it's a bad position to be in, whichever one that Rob starts with. But as long as it's Rob's call, which let's face it, it would be. Because if you just sign somebody for six million as the club, uh, as the club itself, you'd probably be saying, you know, we've just, we just we just spent a good bit of cash on him playing. So I think this is probably down to Rob for whatever reason, for whatever preference. Let's see how he gets on. Yeah, and it might make Backman raise his game. Absolutely. Exactly in that scenario. Exactly in that scenario, which is good stuff. Um, right, sir, Joe, gentlemen, thank you very much. Gentlemen and ladies, um, I do hope you've... Oh, hold on, we've got a request. I do apologise. Oh, hello. He wants to come in, everybody. It's the birthday boy. It's the panto season. Uncle Ron, come on in. Last comment. What would you like to say? Let's try to... Are you looking forward to the championship season? Um... No, but I see that. Um... That's <laughs> <laughs> right, everybody. <laughs> Can we record that one, please? <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, I see that Andrew French and Adam Leventhal are both listening. So I'm just wondering when the boxing match is going to take place. Ah, no. This is this is a loving. We have we are we are as I mentioned earlier on, ridiculously spoiled. To have two such pristine uh, journalists, of you know, kind of putting stuff together as dedicated content for Watford. In, even in the good old days, the halcyon days of Ollie Phillips. You had Ollie Phillips and you also had Terry Chalice. You can't mention one without the other. But look at what we've got now, people. That's got to be something to look forward to. And in the championship as well. Come on. Surely you're looking forward to all of this good content, Uncle. Mm, um, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, no, we can't leave on this note. This is this is you know we've got to be leaving on a positive note, surely. Well, surely. Mr. Mr. you know I, I I've got to say I'm just going to step in here. There there was a comment made which still makes me giggle now that if I was or somebody was to fart out uh, twenty pound notes, <laughs> this Mr. is Mr. French's quote. This is Mr. Mr. French's Uncle Ron quote. would still not be happy because they're not crisp enough. You know, so let's end on that note. At least, that, At least he hasn't mentioned Passetto yet. Oh, no, that's true. Now no. you've done it. Dog whistle. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> in fairness, in fairness, lots of people were wishing Uncle Ron a happy birthday yesterday. And some, some bright spark went, I'm surprised you didn't get a card from Ignacio Passetto. And somebody said, well, it takes a long time to get from Italy back to the UK as it does from the US. So, you know, hey -ho, it's all the same. In the meantime... The other antidote to to Uncle Ron, uh, we'll just say hello, and then we'll probably go to move on. But is uh, is number eighteen, squad number eighteen, positivity, John Parslow. John, how are you, sir? Are you walking your dog? Are you on Chorleywood Common? Uh, no, I've just got home from walking oh. my dog actually. But uh, oh. I, I was just going to listen, but I, I just felt I had to. I thought you can't end on that. That's awful. So um, yeah. no, why why do you think we come here? So I, I did want to stress some positivity. What weekend coming up? Right, we have the preview game to our, our big game on, on Monday night, because hopefully we're all going to watch the uh, England Lionesses uh, on Sunday, oh. which is superb. It's, uh, that's, that's what's given me a lot of confidence, even just watching that going excitement for football. <laughs> it's filled the void. It's getting the juices going. And I, I see Cy Paris and the girls, um, Holly and Jess, I think are going to the game. So a uh, bit of Watford um, support. At, oh, support at absolutely. And then, absolutely. Yeah, and then and there's something else. I mean, you know, cool. um, if if you want a reality check on positivity, <laughs> back end of last season, I couldn't give away a few tickets that I have because I've got family tickets, and if my girls can't go, I couldn't give them for love or money. Couldn't give them away. You know, I was actually offering people money, but for this game, people coming out of the woodwork. Everybody wants to go Monday night. Everybody's like asking about tickets, wants to know how to get there. So I, I think. I think the Vic's going to be rocking on Monday night. And, um, yeah, I really, really hope we get to a good start. But if we don't, if we don't, you know, I think, you know, we've got to see this as a long, it's a long haul. And, um, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I'm excited for the season. But I have a slight realism. I, I expect us to go up. I expect us to finish top two. But if we stay true to what we're being told, if we're building the project, if we end up 13th, I'm not going to moan. As long as they don't get rid of Edwards in that in that in that context, if they stay true to that, if it if it takes time, but beyond that, honestly, I think the squad we're starting to build. There's still something like I haven't got Sky News on 35 days left to finish the squad, but it's it's taking shape. It's taking shape. So uh, yeah, there's yeah. I, I just want to feel at least try and finish on a positive note because uh, yeah, I can't wait till Monday. Honestly, you know, I just I wish I wish it was now. So. Well, well said. Well said. We've got a couple of other people who would like to join us. We have, we have the, the, the engine room. I would suggest the engine room of uh, John. I'm just going to pop, thank you very much. I'm just going to take you off the speaker because you may have walked the dog already, but you sound like you're walking through undergrowth. Ed, sir, are you there? Oh, we've got a spinning wheel of doom for Ed. That's not good. That's not good. Going to be coming to you just in just a second, GD7. Ed, let us know if you can get in. If not, let's go to... Oh, GDZ. Uh, what's going on here? 
Fat thumbs. That's me. Never it's, mind. It's lovely to hear you having a complete meltdown in this Twitter space piece. So well done. Well, I, you know, I didn't want Justin. <laughs> I didn't want Justin to be alone in coming on and announcing. You see, he was having you a see, nightmare. you see, Mister <laughs> Leventhal and Adam French. This is how you do it. Yeah. This, this is, is how, how you do a Twitter space. We're this old is... hands at this. It might look sound as if we don't know what we're doing, but we do. Honestly, what for? Let's see. We are available to take over your uh, Twitter space <laughs> as well. Should you yeah. so wish. <laughs> we are. Yeah, this is this is the level of professionalism that, that other people simply aspire to. Oh, I think Ed's there again. I do like the fact that I shout, ooh, when something right might just be about to happen. Here we go. Ed, are you there? It says Ed can now speak. I'm sure he could beforehand. Ed, come off. Hello. How are we? Victory! Yeah. Small wins for old man working with technology. Yeah. Ed, how are you? How are <laughs> good, you? Good, good. All of this, uh, you know, masterminds of the Twitter space nonsense, I do believe you You just refer to me as being the, did you say engine room of the Sunday service? I, I said the engine room. I think you're doing all of the heavy lifting, I think. That's very you know, generous, Uncle Ron, Peter. Uncle Ron just, just turfs up and has a couple of moans, talks about the mother-in-law and uh, and uh, Pesetto and, let, and lets you get on with the rest of it. I well, reckon. the good thing is he gets all of the dog's abuse and pelters and I just sit there in my castle <laughs> getting away with everything else. It's except brilliant. With, it's except with Mr. Woof. Um, I, I'm not sure who Mr. Woof is, but he... He's a very interesting person to converse with because I think I've told him the sky this week is blue, yellow, pink um, and black um, and a combination of all of the above. And, and he's <laughs> continuously disagreed. So I like having conversations with people when they can respond sensibly. And um, those that just like arguing yes. for the sake of arguing, it's just a bit dull. It does sound like you have you have got some uh, uh, abuse. In fairness, I think uh, Carl, Justin, and myself have uh, public personas that demonstrate that we're so clueless that actually arguing with us would be futile because it probably yes. wouldn't get in the first year, let alone out the second. <laughs> Ed, Ed, I, I did ask, start to ask Ron, and I didn't get to it because I waffled off in my normal meandering manner. What are you, when when are you uh, because obviously Sunday night would be when you would normally be doing service, but I think from the last one you're going to be doing it after the uh, the Monday game. Are you going to be doing it on Tuesday? When is when is the next uh, Sunday service? I think out? the Sunday service would very appropriately uh, be on Tuesday for for you know extremely obvious reasons. We we would absolutely not uh, go head to head with our friends that 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 made uh, Sunday service a reality. Um, <laughs> AKA you chat. Please don't blame us. Please don't blame <laughs> us. <laughs> well, no, I've already blamed Sam Uko for that. You know, he, he is the one that, that really uh, gave Ron the, uh, the light bulb moment. He did. To, uh, he did. Um, he so, did. But, yeah, it was think... on here. I think it was a combination of the two. Sam said, do it. And you looked at us and went, well, if those idiots can do it, somebody else must be able to. Yeah, and exactly. And thus it was born. What a, what a thing. What a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think Tuesday, um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting one because, you know, talking of dogs abuse, if we, uh, if we win six nil, then, um, the whole, the whole of Watford Twitter is going to, going to unleash all sorts of hell. Um, of course, uh, uh, Ron and not me, uh, cause I'm just the innocent, uh, third party here, but, um, yeah, yes. I just wanted to say, um, you know, the, 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 the birthday message from Pasetto. Um, I, I did manage to get hold of him. Um, I, I did uh, did get a, uh, a birthday card in the mail. And yes, it does take a, a wee minute to get from Italy. 
Um, but uh, he, he was very appreciative um, of Ron's uh, support uh, over the last... Oh, it's, it's, he's constantly pressing about his well-being. Oh, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we, we even saw Mario Gaspar, is, uh, is, is, what, uh, for, for all of maybe five minutes, was a follower of Uncle Ron, uh, which was, was entertaining to see. I think he, uh, he, he wanted to see what all the fuss was about, but uh, he promptly unfollowed him, so I don't know what that means. He, he just probably kind of Googled withering support of Spanish right back and kind of it came up at the top of Google. Wouldn't be surprised at all. For anybody who's not aware, um, Ignacio Paceto obviously signed to us for about 12 minutes, kicked a ball off the line against Spurs and then has been back at Udinese since. And it is an ongoing uh, uh, concern, thing of wonder, uh, you know, lack of understanding as to whether or not we're getting any kind of uh, uh, either either loan fee or when he will be sold and when we might get the, the, the monies back. And it's a, it's a constant level of torment for Uncle Ron, only only at the level of his own mother-in-law. I think uh, the, those are the two things he worries about most in the evening. So there we go. Are you looking, are you looking forward, though, other than obviously the, 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 the pitchforks and villagers coming to your castle looking to burn it down, should we, uh, should we have a successful championship season? In and of itself... Regardless of it, the, the rights or the wrongs, are you glad that proper muck and bullets championship football is coming back to the Vic? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, as we've said on, on, on previous uh, episodes, contrary to popular belief and, and uh, lack of, quote, balance, very much so. Um, the fact that the Hive is back is fantastic news. As, um, you know, it, it proves to be great coverage. Um, that's uh, pretty good value um, for... Mm-hmm you know, international supporters. Uh, so, yes, uh, that's a good thing. Um, and, yeah, after the last game, um, I, I was very encouraged by what we saw. Um, you, were, you were, I have to say, really, really positive. And it was good to hear from somebody who watched the game from a different vantage point to the rest of us in the, in the, in the ground um, yeah. to go, no, you know, kind of look at this, look at the, the level of running, the level of fitness that seems to have got into these guys. Yeah. Um, and and the fact that not only that, but the fact that they were fit with the ball. Sometimes, yeah, people can run forever. Then you throw a ball at them and it's like, what the hell's that? I haven't seen one of those all preseason. They seem to have, you could see the patterns, you could see the picture starting to form. I appreciate it was a, it was a wheelstone, but it was against Southampton who put out a pretty strong uh, strong squad and squad uh, and strong team. I thought it was I thought it was as encouraging as you uh, as you made it sound, sir. Yeah, no. I, I, as I say, like we're, we're going to call out um, perhaps not you know uh, all of the Sunday service uh, participants, but um, certainly we'll call out positivity where, where it's due. Um, equally, you know, I've stated that there are still very large holes to fill, which you've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the large caveat that uh, uh, was Dennis and Sar staying, um, which I, it sounds like w- one of those is uh, uh, in, in increasingly likely to be off uh, with Sar's price tag at 35 million, uh, probably a, a last minute effort for, you know, if it comes in then it's crazy money. And of course we accept it. Otherwise he's staying for, the, the uh, duration of it, either six months or the or the season, we'll see. Um, so I've, I'm not quite sure how I feel about uh, you know Dennis leaving um, with the current strikers that we've got. Uh, I don't know whether or mm-hmm. not we have um, more that are, that are going to come in. Uh, obviously, the 
continuing kind of um, archer discussions and uh, reliance on Premier League's decisions w- w- with regards to the loan market or players yeah. that they don't their squads. I've just said it, you know, we have said it all along. It's extremely risky business. We're, we're not building uh, based on our own... We're not in control of what we're building um, because you can't be in control of what you're building if you're reliant on other people to, you know, make decisions. It's just all very last minute, which w- will it work out? Who knows? Um, are there positive things to look forward to based on what we've seen? Yeah, there are. Um, but there are definitely uh, areas that, that that need to be improved and hopefully will be over the next four weeks. Great stuff. Great stuff. Ed, look, guys, if you're around on Tuesday night, what, 9pm, presumably UK time, something along those lines? Something along those lines. I mean, yeah. uh, okay. 98764. Okay. We do yeah. have a day job or, or at least 50% of the Sunday service. <laughs> day. Um, okay. Well, look out Look out for those guys on Twitter, um, especially if we win or we lose, depending on how you're feeling about it. But that's super. Ed, thank you, sir. Looking forward to a season when uh, uh, when you're, you're carrying on because it's, it's good to have balance. This whole thing here, this whole... Uh, I mean, dare I say, kind of community people. Loads of people came on uh, here last season and turned it into something that that, that we had no idea in what direction it was going. Uh, we're just trying to basically keep that keep that rolling. Keep hearing from absolutely everybody and everybody's piece of opinion. As we said at the start of this, you know, yes, you can block who you want. You might not want to hear uh, people who you deem as negative, and that's your that's your right on on Twitter because that's one of the facilities that they have. We have no such facility here. This is about being not being an echo chamber, but about coming in and listening to what everybody in the support says. Um, during the course of the last few weeks, uh, and especially when we put the, uh, the on, if you go to do not scratch you'll see the website. There's links to the Twitter. There's links to the Instagram and all and videos and podcasts and all of that sort of stuff. But since we since we put up something really daft, which was uh, the, the squad numbers. Uh, which was to say, look, everybody is in this together. This is far more than than Carl, Justin and all myself coming on and just kind of liking the sound of our own voice, even though we clearly do. Um, it's, it's about community. It's about everybody. If anybody would like to get their squad number for them, or I don't know, or for, for, for your kids. We mentioned earlier on um, Holly and Jess Paris, otherwise known as Lols and Rue, who are number seven and number 10, respectively. They're also in the Hall of Fame. Another daft idea we've had, um, again, on the website. The amount of responses that we have had from people who have found an awful lot of comfort um, and enjoyment and kind of helping them out of, you know, on occasions, yeah, kind of fairly dark places, has been absolutely humbling. Um, we're just three guys who just come on and and just go, look, this isn't really about us. This should absolutely be about you guys. But the people who contribute, you have been the ones who have livened those other people's days on occasions. I'm not saying it's hundreds, but a lot of people have, have bought into what we're trying to do here, which is to try to, you know, get back to the old community thing. Yes, it's digital, you know, but the whole point is we've just had Ed, we just had Ron on. They're in Florida. We spoke to, you know, we've, we've spoken to people who have been, you know, kind of elsewhere uh, in, in, in other in other climbs. But the whole point is, if you follow Watford, whatever else, you're welcome here. This is a place where you can come and give your opinion. And on that basis, I'm going to I'm going to end with Stuart Bauer. Stuart Bauer 
basically kind of just put in a note. And, uh, you know, Rob didn't want to speak necessarily. You don't have to. Just said, for me, Pedro should be the man in the hole, not the centre forward, in my opinion. He has the skills and awareness for that role. Maybe what we might do, Justin, is put out a poll and see what everybody else thinks on the back. I think that's a great idea, mate. I think that's an absolutely fantastic idea. And just before you wrap up, Peter, um, I'd just like to remind everybody that uh, we did mention it earlier on. We will be here after every game as reasonably quick after final whistle as we can be. Home games, it'll be a little bit later because we've got to get home from the Vic before we start running up spaces. Away games, I don't tend to go away, so I tend to start them sort of almost straight away afterwards. Please come on after uh, games and, and let us know what you thought of the, the matches and that, and that sort of stuff. We will carry on doing that this season as well. And if any of you are around the bunker on home games, that tends to be where we sort of congregate pre-match as well so if you want to come down and have a chat or even better buy us a beer um we will be down the bunker <laughs> or or be on the match day vlog as well or be on the match day vlog as well there you go and i think benjamin's coming down isn't he uh on monday is that right carl uh no he's yeah. at the is he he is he's coming oh, he seems to think then. he is he seems to think he's going with you i think Oh, excellent. Okay, no no pressure there. That's Could fine. you send him a message in case <laughs> you've convinced I was aware I was aware of the Burnley game and the Middlesbrough game. I wasn't aware of, of this game. But anyway, not a problem. Perhaps give him a nudge afterwards. I'll give him anyway, a nudge. Um, yes, people, uh, people, this is this is the level of organization you're yeah. dealing with. Best yes. go. We <laughs> when we say thank you, we really really mean it. Yeah, so yes, um, it would love actually to put some um, uh, faces to names as well. So if you want to come down the bank, uh, the banker, the bunker, and say hello pre-match uh, at pretty much any home game, then one or three or two or one of us will be down there. Just come along and say hello, and it'd be nice to meet you all. Yeah, great, absolutely. Just want to sign off, just saying hi, Kev. Good to see you, sir. Uh, I hope everything last week went 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 okay since since uh, since your mum passed. Um, Mr. Mr. Alan Lathwell, sir, I'm so glad. I hope you're coming back this season. Uh, be great to meet you at some point. That would be really smashing. Uh, Russ up there in MK, uh, thank you so much. He's now in there with the most elaborate of squad names. You've never seen you've never seen the word Russ stretched to within an inch of its life before. Hello, Oz. Good would be good. Great to catch up with you later this, uh, this this season as we move forward. Please, people, don't be strangers. This is this is absolutely here for you to come on and say whatever you feel. Last season, we know this was the place for gallows humour. Why wouldn't it be? It was painful on occasions, but we managed to laugh through that. It would be really nice to have some some fun, some laughter, and people saying, "Well." Beating Luton 4-0. That wasn't bad, was it? We did it once. We can do it again. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.